This is Shaka Wart Speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you like that? You like I that do, flirt? Yeah. As a dirty. tease. That was a dirty tease. Big things to come. Big things to come. But hey, we're here. Dr. Snack Smell is legendary. <laughs> What's up? I, I just want to I want to take two seconds to talk about the Shaka Art Space Chili Cook-Off. We're going to post Sounds a good. picture of our winner. Our winners on the on on our on our Instagram page. And hey, here's the thing: yeah. our winner was Code Red, Cody Spice, yes. and his wife Carissa. Congratulations! The Godwins won. Mm-hmm. His last name is Godwin, and it yeah. basically ensured that he'd win. Yeah. So I feel like it was all a sham from the get go. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> but we have our annual Chaco uh, Art Space Chili Cookoff, and uh, yes, yeah, so Cody won the championship chili cookoff the- cup. Chili Cookoff World Cup Championship. World Cup Championship. I feel like I helped him win by mailing in all of the votes. It was just one, I mean. Yeah. It wasn't multiple. Yeah, after the votes were tallied, you voted you after just for assurance. Ian, Ian brought a stack of votes with him. Yeah, and other just people in case. Prepared. You guys didn't Promise. count. It's very American. They were left out. Yeah. Well, we weren't yeah. sure which had been counted and which weren't. So yeah, we didn't know. We so we just out. decided we'll just run with it. So anyhow, so Cody won. Yeah. Carissa. And um, during that, so a great trophy. We got it. We're gonna we'll post the picture with him holding it. It's a it's a wonderful it's a big trophy. Boy. And the rule the rule of this competition is every year we do it. And um, I gotta say, there were some heavy hitting chilies, dude. It was it was stiff competition. It was stiff competition. And the the winner gets to keep the trophy with, and they get their name added to it because it's a big enough trophy that there'll be like thirty yes. years worth of winners' names on it. Oh yeah, um, for a year, and they have to they have to polish it care for it, speak to it properly, eat out of it. Yeah, and just, yeah. you know, this isn't visual right build now. A, build a shelf for it. You'll be able to see it, but uh, if you kind of imagine like the TVs that used to sit on like your grandmother's floor, yeah, it's in that scale. This perfect. It's not a It's not a small trophy. <laughs> it's hard to lift over your head, trophy. <laughs> you you got to work out if you're going to. So It has its, it takes up its own seat in your car. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Gareth and I made chilies. We did. And uh, they were great. I want to. I want to say a couple of things. I had more people tell me they voted for me than the votes that I collected. So somebody was not being honest with me. I think. I, I have think no has, idea who. I think it has more uh, more to do with people not wanting to say they I didn't know, vote for I you. I know. And I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> but it was an exciting night. And uh, Garrett, so Garrett's chili is, we're pulling votes out of the hat. It's looking like, I'm like, Garrett's about to run away with this, which I expected. I thought so too. Uh, and there was like, a point where Garrett, I saw Garrett, your face Garrett. and we know each other. And I was like, Gareth and I both know that he's about to win this because he, he made the eyebrow race like it was probably going to happen. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, probably so. And then they pulled a number seven out. And I was like, that's me. So I was like, and then they pulled another seven out. I was like, okay. And then they pulled another one out for Gareth. Then they pulled another seven out. I was like, okay, I'm in the running. And then they pulled a the number five out. And all the fives had sunk to the bottom of the car. Yeah. And then they pulled a seven out. So I'm, I'm like one behind Gareth. And then they just went on a run of pulling out fives. Yeah, and that was it. It was over with ninety-seven percent of. The and all three of our chilies out right. of out of all of them were located together. Now there was a lot of good chilies out there. Yes, <laughs> there really was, and a range, and we had all over the place. Our very own uh, Sam Taylor and Shane Taylor brought chili in a pumpkin, in a pumpkin, which I had never seen before. Yeah, it was like Cinderella. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Cinderella chili. It was in a pumpkin, dude. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, Ashley Love, part of our team, made a. Um, uh, like a buffalo chicken. It was good. I, it was really good. And it was even better the second day because I ate more of it. And my stomach has been hurting ever since. That's how we got on our food conversation before. Yeah, yeah. We, so, but one of the things I wanted to just take a, take a moment to talk about is how much Gareth loves to eat. 
And that's why yeah, we that's why we're here this week, folks. <laughs> well, hey, newsflash. Dr. Snacksmell's about some food. Yeah, Dr. Snacksmell. It's just the legend grows. <laughs> so Gareth ate a hearty amount of chili. I mean, there was 10 chilies to try, and I think he he him and Mike Clapp, who's come on here as well, did did their fill of eating chili, right? Yeah. So so we had these little cups. And, you know, the instructions were like, you know, get four or five of the cups. Yep. Put a little bit in it. Keep mark, track of mark the cups. What. Yeah. I, I started with seven cups. Yeah, you did. I saw you. And probably like a good five to six ounces of chili in each. Yep. So just do your math. Yeah. And he, I didn't stop. And then he said, there's a point. He looked at me and said, there's a point where you cross over and you can't go back. You just have to keep going in. Yep. And so he shut his brain <laughs> off and he just kept going Crossed in. the chili Rubicon. So <laughs> as we're right. leaving... <laughs> My wife, Laura, decides to give some leftover cupcakes to Gareth to take home to his children. I'd already eaten three. And Gareth, and Gareth had already eaten several cupcakes. <laughs> and he said, with, the, with enough believability that Laura gave him another cupcake, um, <laughs> that these may not make it home. <laughs> uh, my, my kids ate half the cupcakes that I took home. Yeah. I didn't eat the other two. Okay. I ate one. Okay. All right. All right. So defensive. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it was, imp- it was an impressive display of ease. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like you, if you've never, like, I, I think at some point we're going to auction off eating lunch with Gareth. It'd be a great eating thing. lunch with Dr. Snacks Mel, where he takes you to somewhere and you just get to eat with them because he will make you want to eat food. Yes. He will make, Gareth, I'm just going to say this last thing. I got to get it out of my system. He's like a commercial for food. <laughs> like he should get paid. I, I can rock Taco Bell. Gareth knows places across the country on like dirt roads. Yeah. He knows those places. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Snacksmell has earned his title. If you're traveling, especially within the bottom two thirds of our country at any point, Contact email me. us at info at shockawardspace.com yep. and I'll give you some suggestions. And Dr. Snacksmill will give you a detailed analysis. Mm. Well, I've got a lot of Google Maps for different cities throughout yep. the country that deal with food and yeah. museums. Yeah. People Anyhow. get paid for that. Oh, I know. And I'm just giving he it could, away for free. Yeah, he, he could do it. I'm dead serious. He could do it. So, yeah. So, um, if y'all want to pay him, let me know. Also, if you want to go to a local ice cream shop ever, when you're ever you're in New Orleans, you can find my name on a plaque on the wall. For eating, I think the equivalent of two gallons of ice cream in an evening, dude. <gasps> yeah. From the gut to the butt, man, that is a strong. <laughs> no, that's a strong never, pain, dude, dude. I puked twice. Oh. I didn't make it. And no. you kept going, or well, after? Well, dude, it was Garrett's a challenge. Not a quitter, man. I'm not a quitter. Everything's a single serving if you're not a quitter. That's true. Yeah. So that's gonna be the next Doctor Snacksmill T-shirt we're gonna make. <laughs> Everything's a single serving. Hey, if first you're not a twenty quitter. people get one of those. We'll have uh, Gareth autograph it. Heck yes. Yeah. So. But no, for real, I think uh, food is one of those, uh, it's one of those completely aesthetic experiences mm-hmm. that really, uh, it really hits you in like a multi-sensory way. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can't taste, things don't taste the same if you don't smell them as well. Facts. So your taste and your smell form together to make something. You've got sound, you've got sight, yep. you've got texture and mouthfeel. It's you everything. Everything together I in a situation. Chef. Here's the thing, dude. So Gareth, after going in on these chilies... <laughs> It's like, you know what? Gareth mentioned it. Like, maybe we should go and chili cook off. And I, and I think that we're probably going to try to do it. So we're going to take Chaco Art Space and Chaco Art Speak on the road. We're coming for you. We're coming, we're coming for the chili cook-offs now. We're expanding the ecosystem to, to include chili cook-offs. That's right. And then the junk food bake-off. Yeah, that's coming. Yeah. I'm so down for that. Junk food I've, bake-off I've is going to happen. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. 
Because uh, see, I can't think about it right now until I get my diet back under control. See, that's my thing. I got a quick <laughs> rebound. I bounce back quickly. Dude, I've been decimated. Yeah, yeah. Good on you. See, that's why you're the doctor. <laughs> you're <laughs> just right. furthering the legend, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, anyhow, dude. that's not what why why we're talking. It, yeah, today. it's not the topic of the conversation. But I had to get it. I just had to get it out there because I need other people to understand that Garrett's not playing around with the Doctor Snacksbell nickname, and that. Um, I need him to get other people under his influence. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm slowly being under the spell. Yeah. Slowly being. All you need to do is go travel somewhere, and then he tells you somewhere to go, and then you eat there, and you're like, he was right. Yeah. I've done it. Find a place within 10 hours you want to drive to with me. Change your life. Yeah, change your life, dude. You got responsibilities now, because if someone goes to that spot, then the legend of snack smell is tainted. It's like, I went with this recommendation. It's got to be good. I mean, here's the deal. Everybody's got their own <laughs> kind of subjective take on things. So I'm True. not going to say that's not a variable. But I am going to say we go. that within objective buffer. spaces, mm-hmm. here are some things that I can say. Mm-hmm. And if you were so inclined, you'll probably enjoy it. Indeed. So I think that's the best way to do it. So we even introduce the third voice. Do we even need to introduce the third uh, voice? I mean, do people out there know by now who's hey talking? Hey, everybody. Hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you can't, uh, if you can't tell, we've got uh, Andy Warhol with us. Um, <laughs> Andy Warhol. <laughs> oh, how intriguing! <laughs> we've got the ENCS, um, who we'd have we've had on several times. Uh, he's come on to make sure that we actually know uh, what we're saying and that we can actually. We're uh, due for another one. We but are it's not due today. For we're we're a year that. behind. But we there's are. a reason why it's he's true. a year behind. He's busy. It is. Yeah, Ian's been doing some stuff, which is why we have him on. Why we have him. Um, you know, and this we, is the surprise we alluded to. Yes. Did we allude to a surprise when you were on last, or did, did I just make? Am I making no, it up? We. You might be making it up. There's no, a lot of surprises along. The I think way. Ian said something about something coming. He had something coming big. He did. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, did. did. That's right. And then there was a Goodness. time, maybe a couple Goodness. episodes ago or so, where we mentioned there's some stuff happening, but we yeah. were very. That was with Casey. Very yep. oblique. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. That's right. We got some cool stuff happening. So first of all, uh, welcome, Ian. Thank you. Uh, Ryan invited me last time to duo. What did you mean by that? And I'm still in a state of disbelief that I said no. (laughs) I am too. To that, which... I even being recovered. on this podcast the first time, I, mean, I thought it was the biggest deal I, in the world. I just like I never thought that's how you rolled. That's how you rolled. That I would say no. You said no to us. To I just would like to ask though to your answer of no. What did you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> that means I'll be on again soon. <laughs> that's what it means. That's a, that's one of those teases. It's like make them make them want you to come back more. Indeed. Uh, so what I'm actually was teasing is call it brilliant, call it stupid, call it silly. I'm going to be opening up. Richmond's second art supply store here in Richmond on what? Broad Street, right in the start of the arts district. Uh, I'm still a little, it's crazy that it's opening. Um, everything that it's been through, that's why I said no, is there's a lot to go through. Um, just wait, so today. you heard, wait, so you heard it here first. Yes. This is a, a Shaco Art Space exclusive. This is a Shaco Art Space exclusive. Hit the music, Gareth. Uh, yeah. And so this is going to be opening. What's it called? It's called Supply. Say it again. Supply. Say it one more time. It's called Supply. Okay, good. We got (laughs) got what we need. (laughs) That works. (laughs) And uh, two weeks from now, from this recording, we're going to be opening up December 2nd, the first Friday of December. Oh my gosh. It is 
nuts. Dude, are, I'm, you, are you I've insane? Opened, I'm insane. And I'm sorry, what did I'm you just say? Definitely coming to terms with that insanity. I've done a lot of art shows before, and openings are always a big deal for me. I just get it's a big deal. Super anxious about it. And it's like, is everything right? I'm sitting like on the ground, like scrubbing with a eraser sponge, trying to get small little paint spots out because I think somebody's gonna notice it when they walk in. But that's the level of that. So I've done all of the all of the arts. <laughs> shows and in comparison those seem easy breezy oh yeah compared to doing something in retail granted i knew in some sense what i was getting into but it is a retail spot it's gonna part of the job is like putting out fires mm. just about every other day but yeah you have said, no idea what you've opened yourself up to. oh i know and i'm i'm coming to terms with, i've had a few friends that are like are you sure that you're <laughs> but i i'm wholly committed like the, Dude, the ian's gonna be sailed. bald next year uh, I just imagine I had, I had the exact same thought in my head. It's like Ian's going to go through this, and then a year later, you're going to have no hair on top and just be long and straggly on the side. You're going to look like Ed Bassmaster's <laughs> character, where he has like long hair. Do you know who this guy is with long hair on the side? Bassmaster. Sides? Yeah, I'm going to find it in a little while. <laughs> if, Keep if going. If he was the Assmaster, this wouldn't be no, a problem. Ed Bassmaster, different person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm I, all that with that buffer and the stress. It's been a long day today since like 8 a.m. I've been putting out fires, but. I could not be more stoked to be opening this up. It's one of those things that I think is probably about eight years overdue. Yeah. That I, ever since I became a full-time artist, uh, I would just listen to people and I complained myself. It's like after yep. Main Street art closed, mm -hmm. there was sort of like a collective, like, oh no. Like where, yeah. where, are we, where are we gonna get our supplies that, that is not the Bassmaster. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you put that out there? Oh my God. I reject your hypothesis. <laughs> That's another exclusive. Oh, shock when this, speak. when this goes visual, that needs to be okay. Like, yeah, we'll find a way to, we'll find a way to make that happen. That's but, an exclusive uh, t-shirt. That's right. Everything's a t-shirt today. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh my God. Every time I blink, I see his face. Uh, the Bassmaster. Um, but there was a collective throughout Richmond, uh, like a deep sigh of like, oh no, when this place closed. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I've talked to you when you first got here. I don't remember the name, but yeah, it was another the place amount of places that were open. Near Lombardi. Yes. Yep. In Richmond, I mean, there was at a time seven mm -hmm. art stores from mm -hmm. what I've been able to gather it, throughout Richmond. Not in counting Michaels. <laughs> Not counting Michaels. Yeah. yeah. And Ken Gilbertson called Michaels once. He did. Yeah, you know he's he calls art stores, so you are gonna definitely probably get a call from him. Uh, we don't have a landline, so that's gonna be. Hard. We'll give it, we'll we just might give send him a number. His, we'll give him your the number. email. Oh, good. Yeah, we'll I was hoping number. you would say that. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so seven stores at one time. Seven at one stores. time, and now we're down to one. Yeah, which here's the deal. Like, uh, I know that you know it's really popular in art school to like you know spend the first few years really decrying capitalism and talking about how terrible it is, mm. um, but. Uh -oh. um, here's the deal. Hot take. Real take, whatever you want to call it. Um, when you, when you, when you talk crap about something like capitalism, like it doesn't leave room for what you're doing, right? Yes. Because what you're doing is you're saying, if one is good, then two is better. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's not because you say one has to survive and the other die. That's right. Right. Because that would be like a state supported, like single, single sort of stream um which doesn't seem to work it's kind of what is happening right now yeah and so which, like when if you were, shoot if if i were able to live in a city with seven arts art supply stores then what all of those art supply stores could do is have a particular personality 
and they could cater to a yeah. certain clientele. Yep. They could actually focus and in that could provide a huge service as a larger community. Yep. That's the same thing I think we see within like art galleries. So I like, think I think that the the internet though, man, it's like there's there's that there's that supply demand. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just trying to think out loud for a second and say, like, man, this, the tough part was though, is you got um everybody started getting their deals online. Yeah, yeah. And so it starts in all the so okay, so there's two things. This maybe ties ties into why you're doing this, but um, there's a season where you get what artists use to make art, like in a, uh, expands to art stores like Lowe's. Yeah. So Lowe's becomes an art store for a lot of artists. Right. And, yeah, and totally. off, you know, like so, artists the the field of art expands to such a such an extent that the art store is not the exclusive place to go to get your materials. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're like a you know, painter, illustrator, like there's, there's things, right. But then, um, then you've, so you've got all these, like, it's, how do I want to say this? It's kind of like why models don't exist as much drawing, figure drawing models don't Mm -hmm. exist in the totality that they did say 30 years ago. Same idea is there's less people that are taking it seriously in Mm -hmm. that way. Um, but also there's all these online opportunities. And so some of these spaces that went away first were the, um, single, it's not by accident. I love Plaza Art, by the way. Like yeah, I'm yeah. really close with the people there. Um, uh, so I have nothing but good things to say about our store in Richmond, but um, it's there's a reason why that store is around still. It's because mm-hmm. it's part of a chain. The yeah. other two were like one-offs, man. One was like a, a, a family that was just getting older, you know, and I, when I went in there, man, I mean, they had incredible stuff. It was like dusty. It was like people weren't going there. They were going to Maine. Yeah. Maine had the gallery, mm-hmm. which I think is, is key and uh you know they could get things there was an artist artist store yeah um now the thing with plaza is um the people that run it are awesome like mm-hmm. they they care deeply and they they will go i mean out of their way to get 100 yeah so they're they're fantastic but you know there's more to art making than maybe what any one store can encompass, which is what oh, I think totally. you were saying. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, yeah. And it actually so just becomes to your a point. strength to have more folks yeah, doing totally, this stuff. Because totally. like, uh, I mean, and the other thing with it is, I think you start to probably don't have these hard numbers, but if it, if it matches up with a lot of other things within like a retail space, you probably, you start to see a contraction around 2008, 2010 of a lot of these places yep. where you started to see a, a, a kind of a streamlining of like, oh, there's fewer of these types of stores, right? Bookstores. So you, you see things like, you know, like Radio Shack, right? Gone toast. It's like, Done. oh, you can just buy your transistor radio kit on Amazon or mm-hmm. something, right? But there's certain things that are so tactile, uh, certain communities that rely on the seeing and touching of a thing yeah, it has to. that you can't, you can't work in the, like, two-dimensional space of the internet to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's great about opening an art store. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like, I want to go in and pick up stuff and touch stuff. I mean, like going in and like, you know, I need a new pen. Okay, well, cool. I could get 7,000 of them for 45 cents on Amazon, or I can go in and actually try out the ones <laughs> yeah, that are there totally. to get the exact See thing demos, I want. that kind of thing. I can't do that. Yep. Like, you know, and, and whatever garbage you AI just talk to someone digital used experience. It before. There's that too. It's like, it's right there. There's a space. It has a smell. It has a feel. I mean, everything about the space. Been trying to design to be as aesthetic as possible and just a good space to be in. And it's like exactly what you're saying. I think Plaza does an amazing job. They got the ground floor. It's solid. It's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere. VCU students are going through. I got a lot of my first art supplies there. And uh, 
main art store. And I, I think they're great what they're doing, but it's like, there's more, there's such a diverse landscape of types of art. Even I've gotten art supplies from Lowe's. I saw yeah, Gareth the other day. <laughs> yeah. He's getting art supplies from Lowe's and it's, uh, I do all the time. There's a massive area that it's just untreated that there's nothing other than the online space. Mm -hmm. And so I think so many artists are so niche in what they do, which is great. It's amazing the specificity. And I think it's the same thing. What you're talking about with the stores is like tactile places before the internet's taken off and Amazon becomes this all encompassing as you go to these spaces and they're so specific. It's a delight to talk to mm -hmm. someone that's all I do is markers. Yeah. Like all I do is fabrics mm -hmm. and just to be in those spaces. And so to have an art store that is opening and it's right on Broad Street, it's an arts district. It's in the heart of the arts district of Richmond. Right For at those the start. Of, those who are not listening here outside of Virginia. That's right, across the street, yeah. a long-standing ga gallery, 1708, and another one called Black Iris. We were literally facing them. Uh, and I think it's gonna be an amazing, so it's also right down the street from VCU. So it's like and opening, the ICA, one of the greatest the museums they've ever been made. Ever. Ever. It's and, the greatest, uh, greatest gallery. Us being right down the street well from it. I think it's going to be wonderful. And it's so it's a it's part of a whole thing of like a lot of Broad Street is just getting broader, uh, broader, but also losing spaces. And so mm -hmm. like the demands on the spaces are extreme mm -hmm. for like most buildings. It's called the dead zone. There's 15 to 18 buildings in a row that are like four stories. They've been there for 200 years and they haven't done anything with them for 40 years. Yep. Wow. And they're just sitting there empty. And so it's like Broad Street, if you're from Richmond, I think it should look like Carytown times 10. Mm -hmm. oh, and we're yeah. continually running into the spot that's like, there's nothing Because Richmond City is terrible. It's, I mean, it's brutal. And there's, there's things that I've run into, I think that has been the most illuminating is like, why is it like this? Well, it's the moment you start to try to make a business is that question is answered very quickly is and uh i think that any person in richmond that wants to make a business is at some point faced with do i really want to do this like it's one thing to have the vigor or the willpower mm -hmm. to start doing something but because it's i'm going to say top down designed to the point that it's affecting people in very negative ways you are faced with the issue of like do i actually want to do this mm -hmm. and you have to answer yes and you have to persevere nonetheless through that so it's like i was trying to get a business through bu bureaucracy through bureaucracy yeah specifically, people delighting in making it hard for you they find it seems like there's a joy in it being difficult mm -hmm. and it seems like there's a process of making more hoops to jump through while you're working on it so I needed a business license. It's basic operating. Yeah. So before I needed the business license, they said that I needed a change of use. It's called a change of use. Yep. Uh, and that's like the specific, it's just two words, one word that describes the space, office space, retail space, art gallery. And so it was listed as office space. I needed to change it to retail space. You think somebody at a computer could just press delete, 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 type in retail space. It took me two and a half months to get it. And so when Richmond city government was uh, in the pandemic, they uploaded everything online. They didn't want people coming in and trying mm -hmm. to get papers, I guess, or come to city hall, do everything online, streamline it. So when they did that, they didn't put in the paper for a change of use, but they require it. And so there is no document as uh, this time of speaking that to change the use of a space. So I had to get a construction permit for construction that I was not doing. I had to buy it, 
which is just you're buying permission to say, yes, you can do this construction. I had to work with four different departments in the city, four completely separate. None of them talk. None of them share information and be like, hey, what's going on over there? Uh, does this work? Does this not work? What are we missing? Nothing. And so I had to get the construction permit. When I get the construction permit and I pay for it, I had all those departments. I had to be like, I am not doing construction. And each new one is like, where's the construction you're doing? I'm like, I am not doing any construction whatsoever. I need the change of use. Two and a half months later, I finally get it. And it was basically a guy shows up <laughs> in the front room and he's like, oh, so looks good. About eight people could fit in here and then leaves. And I'm like, this is crazy. This was two and a half months. I'm just trying to open a store. Like it's hard enough to do all the things with the store. But uh, it's like going through all that process. I'm like, dang, this is why this is why places close down. This yeah, is why places don't open. It's disincentivizing to a lot of um, massively investors and um, developers. I mean, and, if I had, uh, you know, an army of lawyers that were just hitting at it yeah. every single day, it wouldn't be a problem. But me being an individual, seeing a lack in a community and wanting to fill that lack for like seven, eight years and bring, I mean, literally I'm talking to artists like, what do you want in a space? Like what isn't available? I don't want to tread on what Plaza's doing. I'm not trying to take away with what they're doing. I hope that they add to it in many ways, but it's like, there's a lot of niches that aren't being hit and needs that aren't uh, being fulfilled in any way that I'm like, this is- I've always wanted a, super, a studio cat. A studio cat? You can sell cats there. I. <laughs> Don't quite it's a have great that idea, in the dude. register. Think about that one. Studio cats. <laughs> just a constant basket Art of studio cats. cats. Yeah, it's Are just you a serious? Studio cats, dog, dude. Puppies all day. Puppies. Puppies. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, I mean, it's tough. Like it's to be able to do something like this. I thought there'd be a lot of parts that would be super easy that were the hardest part and parts yeah. that I would, thought would be extremely difficult that was the easiest part. Like well, getting wholesalers, working with people on the other side of the country, be like, hey, tiny little art store. Do you want to give uh, your supplies so that we could sell them? And uh, the first people that I wanted, uh, they said, yeah. It was this Art Primo over in California. They're like, oh, that's awesome. We sell to Richmond all the time. How do you only have one art store? And I was like, <laughs> I know. And so working with them, they said yes right away. They want to help us online. All these things. Wow. It, was, it was wonderful. But then it's like just getting a piece of paper from the city government takes almost three months. Yeah. And your store is called Supply. Supply. And demand supply and it's a uh, the tagline is never get by on your own supply which is biggie gave a little inspiration yeah. on that one <laughs> that song was about something else though. yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna assume no it's about yeah. art. we're gonna assume context <laughs> it was about art it's about art yep all day so um, what are you what are you selling in there you yeah know, besides you domesticated ball, you crazy pets. you crazy crazy person so the cats are uh they're on the way the cats okay. are currently pregnant with Good. the kitties okay but uh, we're selling, so very specific, it's the highest grade of spray paint that money could buy is Molotow, Belton Molotow. Okay. Uh, beautiful. That's Mural German town. engineering. It is beautiful. Wunderbar. And uh, all sorts of their, they, so they have ink in, we're going to have ink in the shop, empty markers, um, special types of spray paint. We got like adhesive, we got um, clear gloss, we got matte, neon colors, all sorts of. We got custom panels from Casey Criddle, who mm -hmm. that's the thing that she was uh, secretly working on. We were, I was expecting like- They are nice. They are very nice. They are very nice. It was like 15. I was like, could you like do 15? She showed up with like over 60. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Casey, this is 
that was what I was talking about. And so the walls. It's because Casey gets it done. Casey gets it done. And uh, her wonderful company that she started, um, Craft Studio Services, yeah. uh, she got this super cool brand on the backside of it. Yes. It's like burning in the logo. There's just everything is very beautifully displayed, laid out. It's very open. The sunlight is like pouring in through these big open bay windows um, like right around three o'clock in the afternoon. Like all the products are just like shining. And so we got all sorts of custom paint. We have a whole section of like secondhand materials um, that are just kind of always either donation, which very open to donations. If anyone has extra art supplies, you want to help make sure that we're successful. Very open. Uh, love any help. We've got a ton of help along the way. I'll tell you that it hasn't been a singular journey. Um, for art supplies, what else we got? I mean, there's stuff all over the place. I can't even keep you got, track. You got any uh, acrylic paints? Uh, so we have, we're starting with like, it's a special blend of like okay. mix. It's a mix of like house paint and acrylic to just make like a, a local supply thing, just mm -hmm. to have some paint to be filling up the shelves and stuff like that. But don't have like the acrylics. Like it's more so to start very graffiti centric focused. Yeah. So That's big, big muralist community here. Big huge. Graffiti, so, and so there's essentially nowhere to go for that. And I think this is filling in that space. And actually I just got the news two days ago. If you look up the artist bust B U S T, he is international Swedish artist. He's doing a mural behind the building that is two stories tall. And he's using all the spray paint that, we just got, which is nuts. He's, He's going to come do that for you guys. He no, So it's not for, he was just doing it and it worked out the timing. And mm -hmm. so my friend knew that I was opening the space. My friend Nils Westergaard, another amazing local artist. And uh, he's like, yeah, I think I just got the wall behind you guys. I'm like, no way. It's the wall directly behind you? Directly behind. So if you're standing in the back lot, it's right there. It looks there. straight ahead. It's there. And so if someone's like, I want to see what this new spray paint looks like like there you go there you go it's right there that's fantastic you need to have music out when he's when he's doing it man uh Some i'm trying to barbecue bring a lot of people okay to to be doing will it. there be food there will be cheese sticks okay i'm down <laughs> okay it's, are you telling us to get a taco cart uh, a taco cart that'd be great uh, actually, my business partner who wasn't able to make it today is Kaisler Bakidan, uh amazing individual. I This would not be possible without him by any stretch of the imagination. He runs a local food truck okay. called uh, Arroz RVA. Um, delicious. Yeah. Delicious. So he can bring that out then. He can bring That's it That's amazing. Out. And mm. he'll bring it. Delish. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's so a win right it's, there. It's the confluence of a lot of events. And I'm like, as I'm speaking right now, I notice I'm like stumbling over my words. Yeah. It's like, there's a, you're excited. there's a, one, I'm excited. Two, it's, it's a lot of separate elements coming together at the same time. And so that's like why I'm so stoked, but kind of like an ENC like, has painting. It's a big time. And it's a, <laughs> it's the process of juggling as well. That, kind of uh, like an ENC has painting. Kind of like an ENC has painting. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, um, it's going to be really cool. I uh, I have some like silly genius local artist as well, local muralist, brilliant individual. I mean, he's for the community wise, it's just outrageous, outpouring, always shows up, such a good dude. And he's, he's under the impression, which I'm optimistically where I'm at. He says that this is going to be like Richmond's upper playground. And uh, if you know the company, they, they were, they started very small and it became one of the biggest graffiti brands. Uh, and stores like possible. It's even become like an artist brand, like people under the moniker are working with them. And so he's like showing up super stoked. And I'm like, yeah, man, like that's the energy I need. All the doubt 
going through this and all the hangups, which yeah. it's been months and months of hangups. Like we, we are. Well, you hung up on me about. a lot because I called you like every other night and said, don't do it. And then you'd hang up on me <laughs> and you were like, you yeah. just all the hangups. I mean, we were originally supposed to open in September. So it's like, we're talking about December now. It's like, there's been, yeah, there's been that hang-ups, sounds about right. hangups on Ryan. There's been a lot of people like, don't do it, man. I've never told yeah. you that. <laughs> yeah. Just so I realized that I probably sound too convincing, but yeah, no, I never said yeah. that, but it's uh it's i i think it's gonna be crazy i think it's really gonna be something and it's a it's a small space it's in an 1859 historical home two years before the civil war yeah uh it didn't get burned down and it didn't somehow get burnt down twice and it's not even like it's a steel structure like it's mm -hmm. a it's a wooden spot and it's very is endeavor coming back dude oh yes okay big time uh that's future plans okay. we'll talk about that in a, a future podcast for okay. sure Ooh. i will well. say this is i got another shock art space exclusive if okay. you guys are open to it i don't sure. know if we can handle is this it appropriate yeah. down. it's appropriate okay. <laughs> what is the suggestion <laughs> what might that uh so Just keeping you on your toes to dude. announce um alongside this place opening since we are so graffiti centric to start Another thing that's been missing from Richmond, and I think is long overdue, especially with how vibrant the history of graffiti is in Richmond, I've been slowly putting together a very specific plan to open a graffiti park under the Belvedere Bridge on the other side of the pedestrian bridge uh, to build and erect walls to make a space that it essentially sanctioned to be able to be doing graffiti in Richmond. And the penalties are extreme. So if you've ever been to Richmond before, it's most likely you've seen a Michael Broth mural. And uh, he also goes by the Night Owl. Um, wonderful man, but he has very, has become an infamous story as he was caught uh, spray painting one night. He'd been doing it for a while and he spent a year in prison. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, there is a vandalism element to graffiti, but that was not what was, he was doing. He was mm -hmm. like finding spaces, uh, you know, bridges, um, water towers, abandoned spots, things along those lines, but they literally tracked him down. Uh, and he spent a year in prison and it, I mean, it definitely changed his life. And, but he's such a strong dude that he grew nothing but stronger probably physically too, but actually mentally stronger <laughs> coming out yeah, doing push-ups. Uh, and he came out much stronger, but that's something that so many graffiti artists saw that they were like, I don't want that for me. So I'm out of Richmond. I would not, if they're like the police are hunting you down for doing this, this is not a space for graffiti. And so there was amazing, amazing artists. And there still are that have either gone quiet or left the spot since the eighties. And so my thought, especially from traveling places like Amsterdam, for example, has a graffiti park. It is like makes so much sense. The moment you're there, like this is amazing. People clean up for it. People are stoked to be there. There's a recycling program specifically around spray paint. It's like all these things It makes tons of sense. And so you'll find no graffiti throughout the whole city. And I'm not saying that this coming in, there will be never again, there, there will be vandalism. But I am saying that I think that Graffiti Park is absolutely necessary for Richmond. If we're especially being an art city, if mm -hmm. there's, and think about how much that would invite out of towners. Think how much there's, if there are people around here doing graffiti, which there are, one, the ground rules are, there's going to be a cultural space that you can lay the ground rules. Being like, yo, churches, off limits. People's houses, off limits. Local businesses, don't do that. 
And those things, I think, are a space that that can happen, that there's the communication, the ground rules, and the respect, and the community around it. I think that's something that just ultimately is a massive benefit to Richmond. And so... So funny, we had this conversation with uh, at my house with a friend of ours, Ashley, literally almost verbatim, like almost verbatim. About, about a graffiti about, park? About, about how no Richmond needed a graffiti right. park and how, how much it changes, like... Um, you know, like in LA, like there's places where like there's focused places and it changes how, like when you give people places, it, it reduces the likelihood of them doing it elsewhere. That's right. Well, um, and we had to, we just like Laura, Ashley and I had this crazy conversation. I don't know how long ago it was, but like not that long ago, man. And it was like Richmond, if, if Richmond was smart, well, cause well, there's something that we're talking about doing that it's for another day, but it includes some walls and for this reason. And, um, and uh, it's like if you give people places to do it where you can establish an ethic yes. um, and there's a lot of artists that will do it because it's the artists that will do it. Mm -hmm. Taggers, tagging is different. But yep. um, and so, yeah, so we have, we're talking about all the data on how uh, things shift significantly when there's actual graffiti parks and places to actually Well, that's, that's part of the so, stuff I've super been Super crazy you're talking about doing this, Like the, the statistics <clears throat> around it, you know, any It's like you were in the conversation, man. It's weird. Any bureaucratic information around it, it entirely backs it up. And when you see it, as I mean, when I first was gathering the info, the wholesalers in California, I told them this, and they're like, oh, my God, we have a guy that we work with. He's opened six around San Francisco and L.A., and... He said most, what blew me away is that one, they said San Fran is a total wreck. It's a dump and there's yes, it is. all sorts of issues. If you've ever seen it, you know. And what was crazy about it is that the graffiti parks were the cleanest part. He said he kept on oh, going yeah. back and they are completely clean. People would go there. It's like, it's a space that people want to be. So there's a self-maintenance, self-maintaining and care that's just poured into these spaces and Anytime uh, I meet people, you know, I've been in a full-time artist for eight years now. I mean, I've talked to all these people and it's just like, I just want a space to do this. I want to feel like my work, me wanting to do this doesn't make me a criminal. Yeah. And so doing a space for that, it just, it just makes sense. And the fact that it is in there, it doesn't make any sense. And so opening an art store that could be beneficial to that end. I think just makes a ton of sense. And um, the plan is together. I've also been working with Katie Cortez, who's been on the podcast before, who is just a genius, I think, at everything. The more I work with her, the more I'm like, holy cow, you just, you got it. And so we have this plan for the space. And so if anyone listening to this right now is interested, please uh, follow us on Instagram at supply.rva because we're going to be pushing a petition. And I have the ears of a few people in the city that are mountain movers that also are interested in this happen. They need to know. Are you going to call the graffiti the graffiti park demand? That no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few working names, but I Supply think that's going to be part of the thing. Is like if people could name it, because all parks are called graffiti park. If you search on, in United States, every single one yeah. is called and graffiti so is park. Prince's um, album, Graffiti Park. Didn't he make an album called a movie called Graffiti Park? No, he didn't. What is it called? I don't remember. Graffiti Bridge? Graffiti, graffiti, I can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> graffiti Bridge. <laughs> graffiti Bridge? Today. I don't I know. It, if he did, that'd be sweet. I think it's I really think cool. So. The, um, uh, you know, my, I, have a, I have family that lives in Texas and mm -hmm. they live in Austin. So I'd go to like what Castle Hill or whatever mm -hmm. that spot was out there. 
and they they closed it down and then i think they're reopening as like a larger deal Mm -hmm. um but what's funny about it is like it it really was like the most polite sort of place in the nicest way yes because you go in and it's like it's being treated the same way a gallery would absolutely ways and so it's like which makes sense because it's a particular medium within this particular context and it's there like you said there's an ethic to it there's a there's a way that people understand it and again you know very different than just some some kid just like with a rattle can tagging some stuff with some garbage but also a kid to see it and be like yo this is how you do it with respect Mm -hmm. and this is a way that you do it that it's meaningful but there's also like on top of the gallery aspect and it being treated and there would be the the cultural ethic that's built in it's like there's a competitive aspect Mm -hmm. too is because the graffiti parks how it tends to function is that the best piece stands the longest yeah so if something is extremely well done and you can't do better than that you don't paint over it Mm -hmm. and that's i mean that um, falls into the ethic in the same way and so i don't know i i love the idea i want to do it uh, we thought about pitching graffiti walls on Monument Avenue. On Monument? Where the monuments were. Oof. So the big thing is the reason it's under the Belvedere Bridge is one, there's a, a, a bike path to the mm-hmm. area. Like it's already an outdoor space and there's a rock climbing wall that is literally 50 feet nice. away. And the big thing with it, I think, is that it's away from people's homes to start. So it's like maybe when there is a really strong already like we understand what's going on and like the respect mm-hmm. is there especially on monument with some of those houses are because it'd be both it'd be dope you know. to, to propose a like a sec after you do this like a second space that has like a architectural um scope like monumental scale and size to it but is like also a graffiti blank canvas as yes. the monument absolutely yep I mean, I think so, and that's there. But like you, we were saying, uh, like the building city. this space is we got to start yeah. small first of all, yeah, yeah. and second is the city. It's literally something like that is so cultural that it's like all you need from them is like, okay, we mm-hmm. won't arrest you when <laughs> when you're doing that. But I mean, it's like when there are things of the scope and talking about it, um, especially with the city and like what the future of Richmond looks like. It's like any of these things have to start super small, and the times that it does start small, I think is the most threat either for people to destroy the vision or, you know, the government can come down on it. Maybe mm-hmm. things destroy it in general, maybe like relationships destroy, it. like who knows? There's so much yeah. negativity, especially when it's a very specific vision. And you're like, I'm doing this thing. I'm going forward. I know there's going to be doubt. Uh, and taking on those things willingly and following through, I think is what's most important. And that's why... I talk about these things once they're mostly there Mm -hmm. or about to be there Mm -hmm. because I just don't believe in like talking about, I'm going to do this thing. Everyone look, 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 Mm -hmm. I'm doing this thing and posting on Instagram and like, you know, doing interviews about how I'm going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sitting here with you guys because it's going down. It's going down. It's open in two weeks. Yeah. It's happening. There's no doubt. Um, yeah. So yeah. It's, no, yeah, we wouldn't want to have process. you on unless you were doing it. Right. Well, that's and, good. I mean, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, like, uh, but so, so two weeks. You got two weeks till this thing opens, which means right. uh, you're kind of at that point where the uh, uh, momentum, like the, the momentum has overtaken the potential energy of the thing. And it's like nonstop head forward into it. Yes. So that's a kind of a cool place to be. But I know it raises its own kind of like stressors and whatnot. And you've probably gotten some hot takes from uh, across the spectrum. 
in terms of what you're doing. So like what, like where, where are you kind of in, in that space? Cause I think that's a, it's a good place to talk about for anybody else that's listening. It's like, Hey, mm -hmm. like I, I have an inclination to start something one day, but it's probably not the space that you're really thinking of when you're like, I got this idea. I know it hits with a, a group of people. I know mm -hmm. I can do it. And then you get into like the mental space of like, Oh, I'm, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, how do you say it's tough to see the forest beyond the trees. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, I'm in it. And that's, I mean, I think that's just how I operate now, especially going through years and years of endeavor is like, you can just talk about the thing all day. You can have the best plan in the world. You can have the best vision in the world, but it's like, at the end of the day, you just gotta be doing the thing. There's mm -hmm. no, there's just no other way about it. And I've been teaching at Virginia State this semester and definitely seeing how both of your lessons as teachers that I've gotten from you is really where the rubber hits the road. And it's like at the, I could really wax poetic about uh, how to do something or yeah. what it's gonna look like. It's, none of that matters other than the execution. So mm -hmm. I could talk about the coolest art project ever, but if you're not doing the thing, it does not improve, you don't get better. And I think everything else kind of falls flat. So mm -hmm. being in it, I think I try to force myself into a space that I don't have to rely on motivation or other people being like, yeah, you can do it. Cause more than likely it's gonna be like, you're not smart for doing that. And I have gotten that. Um, I got it recently. I got it this morning. So <laughs> well, I think it's going to come. But I think it's an like interesting that. place because when you, um, so the, the courses I teach, do you have a lot of students come in who are interested in doing like entrepreneurial things? And so they all have like this idea of what it would feel like to be sitting there where you are. And it's usually wrong um, because it's full of the excitement, but it's not mm -hmm. full of like the reality of it. Mm -hmm. And so the, the the classroom is a good place to kind of be like, all right, well, cool. Keep that excitement as much as you can, but let's interject some reality. Yeah. Um, and the reality is that there there is like a way things happen, right? So you talked about like the bureaucracy and like the forms you had to fill out and all that. So that's there. Like you can just find this step-by-step -step checklists. Well, but it's such they, a I'll say with Richmond is they don't know the step-by-step. -step. So you have to simultaneously <laughs> do it wrong and learn the checklist and teach them the checklist. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. That's bureaucracy, dude. So much. Oh, man. But there, there are well-run bureaucracies. Hey, guess what? That happens at more than just Richmond in the yeah, general. Yeah. No doubt. I'm, yeah. So I'm talking about my experience. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. know there's spaces that it's No, no, I'm just saying, gosh, man, it just yeah. hurts to hear you say that because it's like, <laughs> gosh, it's true everywhere. But, but I it's, think it's all the more admirable. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, you're good. It's so admirable that Richmond has so many small local businesses because every single one had to be slapped upside the head. Like 50 times. Yeah. As, uh, I mean, I know a restaurant across the street. Uh, I don't know the name of it. It's Barbecue Spot. Across the street from Class and Trash, which mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. That they have been trying to get food permits for a year and a half. Unreal, mm -hmm. dude. And it's That's like, crazy. After a year and a half, it's like, do I want to open this restaurant? Yeah. And the dude's still opening it. I mean, yeah. that's that's a testament just humanity and maybe it's richmond i mean i know there's motivated people all around the world but richmond just seems like just stubbornly like i will make the thing well then let me let me back up a bit and say within most contexts within the within the context of opening a business from scratch there is a general procedure mm -hmm. of things you kind of have to do um whether or not that's hugely confounded <laughs> and to what degree mm -hmm. um, by the by the locality in which you're what you're living um but i think there's also um there's the reality that no matter no matter how many businesses have opened going through like steps one through seven of this thing in a general sense 
there is a specificity to every single thing that opens. Because even even if there's even if you were to start, let's say five years from now, you started another business, it would still have a difference to it, even if you're the one going through the process. So there's a specificity to it that I think is real important. Um, and, you know, and, and Ryan and I have had a lot of conversations off air and we've talked about a lot of this sort of stuff uh, about how we can't just make some like out of the box sort of thing where it's like, OK, now here, chunk, chunk. Here's the stamp. You now have done a business. It's this thing. But there is like a super specific way to it that like this business is only going to be what you could make it. And not because that's how business works, but because you're the one doing this. And so there's some stuff there that I think is important to kind of to hinge on, to kind of hit on uh, in terms of like how like businesses kind of jump off. Mm -hmm. It's got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to start throwing things at the wall, man. Yeah, you have to. <clears throat> There's just no other way to do it. And so, I mean, some of the things is like this started as uh, just I thought it would be a good idea. I heard so many people talk about it. And it's like there was an opportunity for a grant to get $10,000. Like, yo, this could be the entire start of this business. And uh, while all this is going on with the bureaucracy is actually it took so long to get the business license that I missed out oh, man. on the grant. And so, I mean, I'm all in on the spot where I'm at. Like it's, uh, is literally my baby right now. And like hoping that Richmond responds in kind. Mm -hmm. So anyone listening, you know, one, thank you for listening. You should listen to all the episodes on this podcast, but, uh, it's also like understand the delicate nature of starting new spaces, um, that hope to have positive impact. It's, uh, it's a very delicate thing. And, uh, it's tough to parse out all the aspects that have been difficult about it. All can I, all that I can say is that I'm really proud of what is going to come out and damn, do I hope everybody shows up to yeah. it and, uh, responds. Cause it's like, if it's just the start, then it's like, we're starting with some supplies and it's like, I'm literally asking artists, like, what do you want in this space? Like, how can you add to this? My, my hope is that the first few weeks are like huge. Cause then all that money goes right back into the business and then we massively flesh out all the supplies that we got as supply. Well, I think it's nice, you know, it is like it is like a a baby in so many different ways. Um, a baby. You know, and that you kind of have to do what you can, do the best you can and kind of have some hope instilled in that. Mm -hmm. Marketing. Yes. Marketing's fun. It's fun. Oh, it's so fun. It's, uh, I mean, that's part of the spirit I'm here with you guys. There's a little bit of marketing going on. But yeah, also talking about yeah, yeah. the process of making this space, which is yeah, far more valuable. Yeah, for sure. No, marketing, I mean, it's just you got to market it and you got to get the word out. But, you know, there's different ways to do that. And you got a community because you built out a community from Endeavor. So that's nice. There's like something. You're not yeah. starting from ground zero in that sense. Um, I don't I don't think it would work yeah. if I was. Yeah. There's no way. Because to start from ground zero is, is bloody hard. <laughs> 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 it's hard, man. It's real hard. <laughs> I was, uh, I was thinking about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I think I was saying earlier, off, like off air or whatever. You know, just um, you got to listen. You know, you, you never. It's difficult to. You have to be really wise. So the idea of like grad school is that you're getting critical feedback from people who are worthy of giving you critical feedback. And I don't mean value wise, but I mean experience mm. and understanding and interest wise. And so that's the assumption, of course, that is not bulletproof. And you get people, you're like, why are you, 
you know, you'll get, so you'll get a lot of people that like to give negative uh, feedback. It's the only kind they know how to give. And then they, it's not their calling or their thing. So they can't sit in your shoes and give you the reinforcement you're looking for because they can't imagine it. Mm -hmm. They can't see it. They can't feel it. They're not interested in it. It's not their thing. And so you'll get, you have to filter out a ton of negative criticism because it's just, it's just chatter. Like it's, it just, yeah. Like I said, man, when I started Chaco Art Space, I got so much negative feedback. I actually haven't heard that before. Yeah. I, I mean, I had people like, all I got was, why would you do that? It's a waste of your time. I was told that by multiple people <laughs> that I work with at VCU. Uh, multiple, it's a waste of your time. Why would you do that? It's a compromise to your studio practice. And um, yeah, 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 dude. I mean, and there are sacrifices. Yeah, for sure, sacrifices. But Absolutely. my favorite thing to say about that is some of those people don't make art anymore. I still do. So you know what I mean? Yep. Like, but for real, like I never forget how skeptical everyone was. And I, what I know now that I didn't know then is they couldn't see what I was seeing because it wasn't mm-hmm. theirs to see. Right. And I had no business even like, saying too much about it because they just needed to see it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah. So just to your point, so I've learned that, you know, the hard way. I mean, that's to Gareth's point too of like it coming down. A lot of it is to the individual. Yeah. Like, I mean, most large businesses was like one guy. Yeah. Being yeah, like, yeah. dude, just, I don't care about the negative. I'm doing this thing. Yeah, you got to do it. I see the thing. Uh, and we've talked about the entrepreneurial spirit before and like there are negative aspects to that mm-hmm. as well like there's a dark side to the endless pursuit pursuit of a vision but and yeah because it could be a bad vision it could be a very yeah, bad it could vision. be a bad idea or it could you know and like gareth and i've had so many conversations around there's stuff that we're doing that you know we'll see the day see daylight when it does but it's like we've had to have these conversations and mm-hmm. with the hardest naysayers man yeah where you're just like uh yeah. 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 Where you're just like, I, I can, I can respect you, uh, outside of your opinion. Yeah. But maybe not together with your opinion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, it's yeah. like, Ugh. yeah. And it, and then it's you tough. got, and then you're like trying to operate on a track record of like, well, the things that we have executed have kind of worked out. Okay. So you're, you, you know, well, and you, that's, you, that's pretty much where I'm at too. Yeah. It's like future plan. I mean, we're, we're both, talking about building spaces and it's like it's separate uh, or building things just in general and it's like if i had nothing if if endeavor wasn't ever a thing i don't think i'd be able to do this Mm -hmm. i haven't done retail before but i'm working with keisler who's unbelievably good at Mm -hmm. retail like he was ground floor for go to kato built it up Mm -hmm. hardywood ground floor he had three separate chipotles that he was managing at some point awesome he's got an outrageously successful food truck and it's like, okay, instead of rice and beans, we're going to do markers and spray paint. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, that makes sense to me. And <laughs> But he's been, I mean, he's been just so helpful. And so it's like to the feedback levels, at some level, you're filtering out doubt yeah, and negativity. That's, see, but that's the right kind of feedback. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, exactly. the, that's like what I meant. Like, that's like the whole point about grad, grad school. Ideally is where you bring your studio practice to people that can give you yeah. insider mm-hmm. generative feedback. Yeah, the average person on the street, even that do what you do, may not be. It's it's just I've I've just learned the hard way, man. People, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I, my favorite my favorite is being told that we were dumb for rotating the shows at the first current art fair, 
And um, yeah, we were laughed at, literally laughed at to my face. That. Yeah, dude, you were there. And, and then like at the, the end, they were like, thank you for doing that. We, yeah. You brought people back each day because they wanted to see what you were doing the next day. Yep. And I was like, huh. But it's like, um, <laughs> honestly, yeah. I was doing that out of like, I didn't think about that actually. So I, hmm. I wish I could claim that I didn't thought that that was going to happen. But but my point is, I've gone through that. Oh, en- I've gone through that enough yeah. to realize like you cannot listen to that. It's like, it's not the um, opposite of, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do and I'm not going to listen to anybody. Yes. But it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, whoa, man, like most people can't see it. And you, and it's because it's yours to see. Yeah. It's like yours to bring to bear and then they can see it, but you have to bring it to bear. And then people come around, you know, and then like mm-hmm. some people that said you shouldn't do a gallery, like seven years later, inquire about showing in your gallery. You know what I mean? And then you're like, wow. What yeah. a what a crazy turn of events. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip, man. Yeah, I think that, I mean, you know, again, within like the field of entrepreneurism, there's uh, a lot of discussions about like the type of people that are able to make things successful. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, personality types and things that you tend to, th- how you tend to think and whatnot. And so like there's differences. So there are people who are very, very comfortable with like sitting on the edge of something and being like, hey, this may fall off big time. Mm-hmm. but it might not. Mm-hmm. And there's other folks who are like, oh, this is stable. I can help it grow and move mm-hmm. to that next stage, but yep. mm-hmm. I cannot vision anything. That's right. Um, and there's yes. other folks who are like, oh, I can see what that is and I can copycat it successfully mm-hmm. in a way that adds and benefits uh, the larger ecosystem. So there's plenty of those sort of yep. like, things within there. And so part of it is just the wisdom of understanding that anybody at any time coming to you talking about your idea may be one of those different type of folks who they're, it doesn't nullify what they're saying, it mm-hmm. just means that it's, it may be misplaced because you're in the space of starting a thing. So if you're hearing somebody that's talking about like, oh, this thing may be hard to sustain, it's like, yeah, that's not starting. Sustaining is step two. <laughs> Once yes. the thing starts. Yeah. All right. So we, and I can't start with a mindset of sustain because I have to start with the mindset of Plus start. a lot of people don't want responsibility for other people. No. So they, when someone looks at you and says, oh, you're about to get into it. Well, they're, they're thinking about uh, how hard it is to be responsible for themselves, let alone anybody else. And a lot of people can barely be responsible for themselves. Yeah, yeah. So once yeah. you endeavor into something that includes more people, oh. yep, then yep. you, you know, so, um, and the world atrophies because people don't take healthy responsibility for other people. Like they don't... Uh, think past themselves mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you'll always Absolutely. suffer that one because what what i've learned too is people expect the most of you while criticizing you the most like why aren't yes. you awesome let me criticize you for why you're not awesome well yeah. you know i like, mean that's that's part of the huge change of plans that i was seeing like order of operations that was happening with larger vision stuff is i i felt deeply that i needed some sense of current alive living proof positive mm-hmm. of this is a space, this is what it was, and this is what it is now that's going to be part of a, a larger role. vision. Yeah, And I, because running face first into that again and again, be like, yeah, yeah, but just imagine mm-hmm. what this will look like. And people are like, aren't willing to give you the time of day. Some are, some are like, that's super cool, but me doing work to make that happen? No way, Yeah, no chance. And I, I think I've, had been more into the mindset of I sustain. It's about like I, I thought that that was like the the richly rewarding thing. But in doing this, like I complained earlier in the podcast 
about how difficult it's been, but I, I find genuine joy in like mm-hmm. starting a thing from mm-hmm. ground up, like absolute rundown spot. I mean, there's parts where the wood in the house, you would poke it and it would become dust mm. is how run down some parts of this was. And the fact that it looks the way it does, which I hope everybody comes and sees, is crazy. It's It's been a journey. I'm definitely going to do one of those, you know, before and after posts of like, look what it was, look what it is now. It's uh, It's so rewarding to find something broken in a dilapidated state and just to like pull out Mm-hmm. all the possibility from it. I mean, it's like with Endeavor was a dusty cobweb triangle. thousand square foot triangle. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, there were cobweb there. It would literally grow barnacles because of whatever was going on in the basement. So it'd be these yellow barnacles would come out on the white wall and they'd be like stippling. You look at them for too long, they'd start winking at you. It was a rough <laughs> spot. And so here now it's like this dusty old, like uh, it was actually the brick in the basement, Katie came out and the um, project manager for the other stuff, he does uh, the construction is like, this is Eastern European brick laying. It's like, wait, what? Like this spot was built by the British and somehow it's still here. It survived the burn. It's just, it's crazy wow. that it's there in general. And uh, the fact that it's going to be a spot uh, the way it is now is also crazy. Um, Brain debris. Cause it's a Brit <laughs> house. <laughs> It's European. Yeah. <laughs> European. It's very European. Let um, it all hang out. Let it all hang. <laughs> it's because it's a Brit. House. Yeah. I hold nothing back. <laughs> you were just talking about like, you know, having people like talking to people, almost trying to convince them in some ways, like, you know, just just imagine, just see. And so I was sitting there thinking, like, what is a corresponding thing that would sound as ridiculous as, like, having trying to have other people imagine the thing that you see? Because mm-hmm. it's something we do all the time, right? It's like, hey, just imagine it. And I think this is, like, one of those bubbles we get in as artists and designers because it's kind of, like, ground zero for what we do, mm-hmm. imagining to see and imagining to make, imagining to do. Um, but if you went to somebody and you're like, hey, I had this really great apple pie, just just, just taste it. <laughs> Just taste what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, and we were like, it was like sweet, but it had like the savoriness underneath it. And there was like a crispy, like there's only so much you can do. And that person's like, mm-hmm. I mean, cool. Uh, where's my apple pie? Yeah, that'd be great. You know to what I have mean? A slice right now. It's like, uh, I don't want to imagine this. So there's part of it even <laughs> where I'm just like, yeah, like that's, I think one of the things that's so good about like doing the thing, what you said earlier about like, you could have talked about this two years ago when you had these ideas and it really wouldn't have done anything for anybody except probably, you know, make more people tell you you're an idiot for doing it or it's not going to work or mm-hmm. don't you know it's hard. You know, you'd invite all of that into it because there'd be so much space where you'd be asking for the imagination where it's now it's like, hey, just wait two weeks mm-hmm. and then come and see it. Like you don't have to imagine it. Yeah. My just favorite person in. in the history of all existence said taste and see. Heck yeah. Taste and see. Taste and see. And that's, I think that's a supreme huge part confidence of it. in what he was and is. Yeah. Supreme, so, you know, if you're confident in what, what it is, you just got to come check it out. Yeah. But don't lick the art supplies. Some of don't them do that. Very no. People do that. Dude. After, after you buy them, it. you can do what you want, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. You know. Like the chrome. We sell chrome paint. You can spray your teeth oh, and say, two Valhalla. Dude, I, I need some chrome paint. <laughs> <laughs> hey, could you paint acrylic paints on top of your. Uh, um, 100%. Okay. So you got the good stuff. There's a. So. Some of the the ink is technically functions as acrylic paint. 
Okay, There's, good. So some of the, that's why I had some difficulty. I'm going to come in, dude. It's some dynamic materials in there. I mostly invite people to see what we have because I can promise tasty pies. But yeah. at the end of the day, yeah. and see. it's going to require tasty tries. Tasty tries. If you want the tasty pie, you got to have a tasty try. Yeah. Which means you got to go buy some supply. Mm-hmm. Don't ask why. Never get by on your yep. own supply. Do or die. It's the best because you know why? It's run by Ian C. Hess. Hey. There it is. But um, no, I can't wait to come in because I am interested. You're going to sell, uh, you think about selling like airbrushes and stuff at some point down the road? Mm. Okay, yes. Good. Okay, good. We already now, have Now you're making me interested. Uh, supplies for airbrush. Excellent. That's, that's something to build into. So that's like. Canvas? Yes. Okay, excellent. Yes. What about wood if people. Coin or wood pencils? Like, like, mm-hmm. like super detailed, like, like artistic models and things like that. There are, oh my God, I didn't mention there's a toy maker. Uh, he goes by Phil Foss and it's T.O. Oh, Phil T.O. Foss? Toys. Do you nice. know Phil yeah. Foss? Oh my God. Uh, he's a, a dream. I loved, I met his dad too. They came through and he's like an old woodworker and he yeah. was coming through and he's like, I really like what you're doing here. And uh, maybe not that creepy. He was more delightful when he <laughs> <Yeah>. said. <laughs> Like That's your doing, creepiness yeah. coming through. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's a plenty, but uh, they came through. And so he makes uh, small, like miniature versions of uh, a lot of like street items. So he's got like mini USPS mailbox, uh, mini dumpsters. We're getting mini billboards today. Actually, they're coming in. Whoa. There's like mini um, trash can where the lid opens and the mm-hmm. wheels work. Mm. and uh little trucks and things and so people will paint them and he paints them and i want to paint them yeah i mean there's so there's even um uh an outhouse a little mini uh porta potties i might need one of those that are like uh, how many is probably like 15 inches tall and uh i swear each person that's come in their eyeballs have immediately gravitated to the porta potty it's the strangest thing and like i saw it and I was like, how do I want so you'll be this selling those. so much? And we're selling them. Okay. And so it's just, it's like such a So there's a, a, strange, a boutique vibe to your- Some to of your, it, yeah. In a way, I like it's, that. But it's like it's that. rigorously curated so it doesn't just become things. Like yeah. it's very specific and especially with the street art leaning, like all this stuff lends itself that Phil Foss makes. Um, yeah. Very, very con- contextual too. Very. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like silly at the same, like it's just- yeah. Do you have a good sound goofy. system in there? Yeah, we're going to be blasting tunes all okay, day. Okay, good. No doubt. Yep. Um, the sunlight comes in. We, we have, have some Christmas CDs. You, would you be willing to sell some Christmas CDs there? Uh, Ken Gilbertson. Christmas CDs. Some Ken Gilbertson, dude. We could jam out. Dude, could you get some, can you get some Ken Gilbertson playing? <laughs> we could do it. We're trying I, to get, we're we trying to get- One um, special day. We turn the lights red. Yeah. And we have Ken Gilbertson blasting. Bang we're trying to get everybody to listen to go on to Ken, the Ken Gilbertson band mm-hmm. on like Spotify or YouTube, it's Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, all iTunes. And we need everyone listening to do us a favor and play on repeat Holly Jolly Christmas by the Ken Gilbertson band. Yeah, it's good stuff. Because we're trying to get that song out there in the world and yeah. it's time to unleash this album. We, we're so proud of this thing. I'm sorry. I just it just jarred my my mind that we could play that at your store. It's already that time again. <laughs> yeah, that was that last time. year. Let's yeah. come back around. Yeah, uh, we're we're not going to quit until this album gets out there. We listened to it this morning at my house. Did you really? We did. Is that your warm up? It's not sitting right the there. Summer. There's a, there's <laughs> no, a CD not. right there, man. Holly Jolly <laughs> like, Christmas. It's my yeah. son's like favorite thing. 
That's what Ryan's been working out to. Yeah. Blasting Ken Gilbertson. Ken Gilbertson, dude. I, that's my motivator, man. Yeah, dude. My spirit, Ken Gilbertson's my spirit animal. <laughs> my, my son I want to be Ken Gilbertson when I get older. Yeah. Hey, it you're well on your way. Sorry, Ken, but it doesn't take a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to slouch into your old age. Yeah. He's been working out. He's been, he's been, he has, sorry, he yeah. has, he looks a little different. His BMI has gone down. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in him. I yeah. mean, his personality is the same, so it's all good. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Anyhow. So yeah, so we'll get Ken, we'll get you a, a fresh copy of Ken for your store. Word. And uh, you're so excited about that. <laughs> I've never he's seen like, you more excited. He's like, yeah, it's totally happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, after all we've done for you, too, come on, <laughs> give us this one. <laughs> <laughs> your greatest solo show ever happened at Shaco Art Space, in my opinion. True. True. I still talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. I wish Ken was there. I would have loved his feedback. Yeah. Uh, dude. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It well, was I'm excited about the store. What's the color vibe in there like? So, the Can you themes, give us a, Yes. Black, white, dark brown for the stain. Mm -hmm. I, went, I went stain. I love dark walnut stain. It's yeah. like unabashedly something I love and I've always snuck in. And then the final- That was your nickname in high school. Piste de resistance, dark stain. Uh, 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 dark walnut stain. <laughs> oh my God, that's dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> and the final piece de la resistance is uh, copper. We put in- Nice. Uh, it was brutal. It was, it's a tin ceiling, copper coated and- uh, custom cut all that and it sliced me it was i mean literally blood sweat and tears i was pouring down blood yeah one day when we were working on the the ceiling getting it to because the whole building is one inch taller on mm. one side leans to the left <laughs> and on the x-axis the left side is farther forward than the right side because it was made in the 1850s <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's crazy i assume it was wow. straight at some point but yeah. technically in the room when you go in the straightest things are the shelves wow. that were built everything else is <laughs> crazy. Makes sense. and it's uh, sounds like a good painting to me it was it is a good painting it was brutal to be making i'll tell you that trying to make straight cuts yeah. in a whole room that is sloping on three different directions um when is it fun. so when is it open again that, that the second of december is a friday or it's saturday? the first friday a first friday uh, first friday what time you last open? first friday of this year uh we're looking at later hours so right. i know so many artists that are night owls myself included that work late at night and run out supplies late at night and either it's the weekend or the only place in the city is closed and so the idea is to be catering to like working artists as much as possible. So gotcha. we're working 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the start. Okay. So we're open Sweet. late. So the opening, you'll open at 4 p.m. Yes. For people like me. Yes. That want to come early and That's check it out and during the daytime. Oh yeah, we do. We schedule you. Okay. Okay. Ken good. Gilbertson, if he wants to make a, an appearance. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to play the album, sure, he'll be there. Anything like that. So, so it's going to uh, be. How many days a week? What are you looking at for that? Uh, we're talking, it is, um, Sunday to Thursday to cool, start. Cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. So a lot of that's I'm sure it's going to change as the space grows. It's a little baby right now. It's going to learn to walk, uh, and I think it's going to happen real quick. So is I there a those, bathroom in there for customers? Absolutely not. Okay. Go elsewhere with your. I mean, I'm just want to know what what I can expect. What I, <laughs> this ain't know. no Starbucks. It's uh, a. <laughs> you're gonna have the door locked late at night. <laughs> oh man, there's been many discussions. Security system. Broad Street has. So many. Yeah, Broad Street's characters. a blessing. I mean, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. I was telling Garrett the other night that there was this guy walking around. I was in a bad mood. I get back home. It's like 11 o'clock at night. And this guy <laughs> is walking on the street. I mean, furious. He is steaming. He's going, You're a nincompoop. 
You and Nick on poop. Sorry, I've never. <laughs> I have never heard that. Did you get in the better mood? Used angrily. Someone <laughs> nincompoop, but screaming it as loud as possible. I mean, it's like this guy just walked in on like his wife. I mean, every single person in the neighborhood was like in a line and he saw it. He was that mad. It was uh, did, did, truly furious nincompoop. Did yelling. it make you laugh? And I, I mean, started dying. Yeah, I was going to say that, he heard changed, me. that would have changed my mood 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I went from bad mood to in a state of transcendent joy yeah uh yeah. to his detriment i mean i didn't help the situation <laughs> um, yeah but damn that was funny to me no i i, I love that so I'm, that's the type of stuff that i'm hoping to invite in to I'm my gonna, home i'm gonna pull that audio business. out and i'm gonna use it as the ringtone for you <laughs> so every time you, you send me a text it'll pop up you and nick compo yes 100 <laughs> percent man <laughs> All right, so I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to ask too many things uh, that you don't want to give. But are there like any like phase two sort of thoughts? Is there like a growing uh, idea, like something else that you might want to little, little sprinkle? You might want to give us for I'm the future. Put a cork in that. I'll say that the big future thing next is the graffiti park. Going to be pushing it. Feels good. I want again just to. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm I mean I'm stoked. I'd be doing it all the time, all the time, and. uh the big push is like, this can't happen without public demand for it. I mean, it's one of those things like I'm weeding into political territory and the people that I'm dealing with and having essentially to ask like this can happen and budget with it as well. Mm -hmm. uh, granted, they just spent $2 million spraying the ground red. So I think something like a 50,000 budget to make a transformative public park is feasible. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm crazy. Yeah. But, you uh, our, yeah. It's Talk. possible. So I need as many people, if anyone's listening, follow uh, on Instagram at supply.rva. Mm -hmm. Send us. We're also going to be making a petition. Uh, and I'll be putting all the plans out there. It looks pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. It benefits the space or it accents the space beautifully. It's not like overwhelming. It's a spot that you can still bike through. It's a place you can walk. It's a place you can chill. Mm -hmm. Ideally, on top of this, there's also going to be a skate park added into the mix with it. And I'm working with a few people to make sure that that happens. You can have a website for supply, RVA? So we will. Okay. Uh, so that's of the many things to do. The priority is a physical taste and smell mm -hmm. spot okay. that you can go to. Uh, and when we're from there, cause like that's, I mean, that's a great way to go out and people to sign up and find out about this park Yep. and find out about this space that we exist too. Cause, uh, it's going to be, I mean, this, me being here, it's like, it's coming out of surprise. Most people I know don't know yeah. that this is happening. This is so exclusive. I just, I keep, share this podcast what I keep everywhere. You in like a, was that like two weeks ago that I was yeah. like, by the way, yeah, maybe a month, something like that. But I was like, by the way, this has been happening. This is why I'm quiet. What about the supply? About oh, no, that was yep. a few months ago, dude. Was it really? Several months. Yeah, you let like me know spring, a couple dude. weeks ago. It was last Ran spring, at Lowe's, and you were like, hey, I've known for a way. while, dude. I've been sitting hard on that secret. You know how hard that is, dude? Oh, I yeah. Didn't even tell I him. told you before the festival. Oh, my yeah. God. I did mention that to you. A long time ago. All right. Well, most other Can people. Can I get some respect for, for knowing this? Respect. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank <laughs> you. Big respect. Instant credibility for trustworthiness. Big ups, too. Yeah. All day. Yeah, I'll take it. Bless you, honey. Hey, um, are you going to show any art in there? Yes, we'll have a, a, an artist a month. Nice. That's showing there's an extra spot. And I'm thinking the deal is like just the extra little cherry on spot. Obviously, you have the chance to sell your work, show your work. Uh, but that artist gets 10% off on 
I got everything keep in the store. I know that's right. Yeah, nice <laughs> to show go. on the spot. And uh, right now, the first one coming right out the gates is Silly Genius once again. To give him another shout out, um, he's been. I mean, just such. Talk about the opposite of doubt. Mm-hmm. From the moment I told him, it was like you were going to be outrageously successful. And if you can have one person like that, even if it's mm-hmm. not outrageously successful, that energy of like, yeah. I believe in you to do this thing. Yeah, absolutely. It, you got to have the, that, man. You just need it. It helps yep. at yeah, the end yeah. of the day. So to him, I'm so thankful. Amazing. Because you don't want to, you don't want to make, this is the one thing I, I, I've been low key today, but you don't want to make, you don't need everybody to tell you great job like that. That becomes patronizing. No, then you're my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Honey, it's amazing. It's great to have one that does that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for real. <laughs> but, but you got to have, you got to have somebody who, yeah. who is like in your corner, man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but like, they also know what it, cause he's started like all city art club, yeah, which is another thing. So he knows making things. Yeah. And when someone like that says you're going to do good, mm-hmm. then it is impactful. Yeah. You need you know? some, I mean, you need, yeah, it's, it's gotta be somebody that I think it, it, it matters who that person is. You can't contrive it. But like, to, what I was going to say is if you only have naysayers, I, I don't know that having done this, making things to prove people wrong is short-sighted and it, you burn, you can burn bright for a moment, but you burn out. Yeah. There's no, there's no, sustaining. there's no sustaining it. So, mm-hmm. so over time, proving people wrong wears you down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gotta be, there's gotta be other reasons. Um, yep. And so as someone who, who could, who grew up prone to saying like, I'll prove you wrong. I've, I've learned the dark side of that. Like it doesn't fulfill enough or at all sometimes. And so, so, but having some uh, positive wind behind your sails on something where someone else sees it, I mean, it, it does matter to have that because you, you want to have some uh, positive motivation, not just negative motivation. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's no, good that you, you have that. You, I remember you encouraged me. I was like walking circles uh, when I told you about it. I was nervous even to talk about it with it not being ready to present like mm-hmm. to you. And I've shared, you know, countless undone yeah. things with you. And you still, you gave me, Definitely positive affirmation, but you're also like, I've been in an art store before. Mm-hmm. So you gave me like the real side and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. That's a, it is, I mean, it's something to grapple with. Like it's, I'm not expecting it to be easy, but then again, I'm not Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I, things, so my yeah. whole thing is always like, cause I, you know, I worked in an art store that had the art gallery connected to it. And that's where I got really acquainted with running a gallery and doing open drawing studio. And like that really helped give me something to work towards uh, with Chicago art space. Like, you know, so like I have a supreme gratitude for that. Um, what I wasn't ready for working at an art store and for like a lot of years is the um, the level of entitlement and ignorance and meanness of people. I just didn't mean know that existed. Like, like customers, customers. customers. Oh. Like I, I was never more belittled by ignorant customers than working in an art store. Um, but there's something about, so, but that's because um, the arts attract a wide range of people. And for every like person you're excited who comes in, there's 10 yeah. who are there to make you feel bad because they're miserable people. But I think that that's also probably customer service, but it was really unique in the art store. Our art store, though, was was more like it was Utrecht, so it was more like Plaza in that sense, you mm-hmm. know. Like, so everything was sold there, you know. So, so you're talking about, uh, 
I don't want to say it this way. This is not demeaning. What I imagine is more what you're talking about feels more like if I were to go into a skate shop. Like I love skateboard shops, like growing up or bicycle shops. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like they're they don't they, like if you go to a good bicycle shop, you're not going to get a bunch of Target kids bikes. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to get like brands and knowledgeable people and a certain vibe and yes. a cer certain culture and ethic in there. And it's going to have a kind of default exclusivity to it that mitigates um, the every person coming in. You know, you're not trying to like deny anybody. I'm exactly. just saying that yeah. like there's a difference between who's going to show up to get art supplies at Walmart on the Venn diagram and and or or then at Michael's and then Plaza and then your art store. And there'll be a person who can navigate all three of those or four of those. But that person yeah. is probably someone you're cool with. But the person who exclusively only goes to Michael's and harasses everyone who works there mm -hmm. because they're trying to get an itch scratch. You may not, you may not get that person as much, Yeah, but we got that, that kind of person a lot. And yeah. it was, um, eye opening. I was a young artist, you know, it was a long time ago. Um, and so I think if you just know that that's coming and you have a way to anticipate insanity, then I think, I think it'll be fine. I, I do. Yeah, definitely. I'm, and you've I been mean, trained to do that. You've been I've on like, broad. Yes. I think I have thick enough skin. I mean, I have people walking up to me on broad trees yeah. and they're Jesus Christ that, uh, I mean, they have the answers. All I need to do is see what's in their pocket. And I'm like, all right, dude, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I as a dude the other day asked to change his pants in my front room. I'm like, we ain't like that, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been dealing with it. So, I mean, I think, I think you're, uniquely prepared for the environment because you've been dealing with it with endeavor so you know you've got like a lot of good on the job training so mm -hmm. you know but that's, that's all i was saying back in the day was no like, I, I love yeah, that and yeah, i think yeah. there is that too and the the exterior of the space also will look radically different in four months mm. as well Ooh, the exterior wait oh, what's can, can you tell mm. us anything so it's been repaired obviously yeah uh repainted i did the power washing mm -hmm. of it down just clean the whole thing there was a few spots again the wood literally poke it becomes dust like around the windows for example but uh i'm installing i found this amazing man his last name is rambo yeah oh, i kid you not is his first name john i wish it's scott uh scott <sighs> it's, it's his cousin dude yeah. scott rambo scott rambo he looks this is not an exaggeration he is the brother of michael keaton unbelievable oh, he's uncanny. this guy sounds amazing uncanny he's so smart he's so not even his mannerisms like the you know just like that like michael keaton's always like kind of clicking and doing like the, yeah the, almost like the wincing face but his facial facial features are like this guy you are awesome. michael keaton like this is crazy and i met him it was a total off chance i obviously only call him rambo and he's like the nicest guy and he and his partner are going to be installing uh, Virginia creeper on the exterior. So it starts mm. as just the vine and it has to be trained. But Virginia creeper, if you've ever seen the aesthetic of it, it's very lush, mm. doesn't destroy the underlying. Like it has mm -hmm. like little, little suction suckers that mm -hmm. stick on the outside. Yeah. And is there going to be like lattice work that it uh, conforms to? So it's not lattice work. Again, he's Rambo's a professional here. He has this like, it's like a string mm -hmm. nail. Okay. grid work that he's making okay. that is apparently much healthier for the plant as well but in four months it'll be entirely lush filling up other than the windows fill up the whole front and the thing about virginia creeper that's also amazing that i found out is that it's you know spring summer gorgeous green i mean luminescent almost mm -hmm. of how bright it is and in the fall and winter it doesn't shed its leaves it becomes yellow and bright red 
And so the whole exterior, I think, is going to be, you're talking about like this exclusivity of a space. It's like, it feels like something, I, I hoping, feels like something that is a very like special place to be. And the yeah. things in there are very, like you said, like brand specific, very knowledgeable, what's coming through, very heavily curated to the spot to be the most helpful to the many countless hardworking artists in Richmond that really don't have a space, even as a space to just like be meeting up and learn about supplies or try mm-hmm. supplies. I mean, you said it earlier of like being able to engage with it as opposed yeah. to pressing you gotta have Gareth and I come in and do a special talk. Oh my Shock god! Speak talk always. Okay, we can do it. Yeah, we'll do it. I'm doing exclusive fee. I got that thin tape. I found it on okay. Amazon. You, you took my like, thin tape, dude. I did. They did <laughs> not have daughter, permission to do that. Oh my god! Your daughter was like, "Um, Dad, I think it's actually mine, so I give it to Ian." <laughs> they already like, gave it to oh, me. No. They gave uh, it to family me. Family dispute. Was, they are taking it back and giving well, it. to Well, first you. Laura was like, "Oh, we have tons. You can have it." I was like, "Are you sure?" Yeah, and. Oh, we got out and you get it. You see it in the kitchen, and you're like, "Dude, that's my tape." Yeah, <laughs> I got plans for that tape. <laughs> what are you doing? And then your daughter's like, "Um, dad." It was, yeah, it was so cute. But uh, now the space will have it all the time. Excellent. Oh, really? The, yeah, I'm serious. Okay, like, well, I then now I have a reason to saying. come shop at your store now. So we'll have. There's a, a range of it too, like of of thinness. Okay, this I'll is, come there, dude. So it's very thin to if you're a painter, and it's like I've seen, I've done it, but countless artists to cut. Yes, a pain the painter's butt. tape as thin as possible to get the nice, very nice lines with it. Found this tape that is like almost pinstriping mm-hmm. with the the size of the tape. Um, it's just like it's items like that that it's like, where else do you get this yep. unless you know that it exists on Amazon mm-hmm. or something like All that? All you need to do is add LaFranc and I'll be there, dude. That's on future items, no joke. Okay, that's on future That's-what items list, one hundred percent. All right. Okay. Sounds like you're coming in the future. Yeah, sounds like I might be working that way. Do I get a professor <laughs> discount though? <laughs> Did this just become NPR? <laughs> so um, we have a, a new guest today. We have a new guest today. We yes. we're unbiased. Mm. No, biased. Joe Joe Biden had a swagger in his walk today. Oh, how swaggery was it? <laughs> so, so yeah, do you get professor discounts? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm coming like, back to the I'm right because like, that Plaza, that Plaza, that Plaza I get ends. I get baller discount. <laughs> I get Plaza is family dude they hooked me up man um i know you i know i'm not gonna burden you with that don't answer that question no. i will not answer that question <laughs> well this dude, is very exciting dude we're very proud exciting. of you i'm stoked yeah, you've dude. come a long way if you've made it this far in the podcast my nervous energy was uh thinking about opening so yeah just uh, yeah you've come a long way the only thing i would suggest no for the opening dude is, is hot dogs man i would just have some hot dogs man. dude that's so specific <laughs> Pre-wrapped, ready to go. Pre-wrapped. Oh, throw them at people. Oh, that's like a bag of pickles that you can buy from a gas station. Delicious. Oh, they were pretty good, dude. <laughs> yeah. oh. Now, have you seen the, the one that's just a singular one? I was going like to say a, a jar of asbestos. A bag like, pickle is different than a bag of pickles. No. Yes, going to say. I just yeah, got yeah. like creeped out for some reason, and also, I like I mean, the pickles. Like, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I have low standards. <laughs> Right, That's what so, makes them so good with snacks is if your standards other are Other than the supplies, what will get you guys there <laughs> is pre-wrapped hot dogs yep. <laughs> and a bag of pickles. All right. Well, I mean, I was going to show up anyway. You're just adding to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> this cool. is our soft announcement. Gareth is going to be launching his own pickle snacks. I Dr. do have- Snack smells pickle smack. Sma- 
Well, it would be it would just be Doctor Snack Smells. I can't say. I have several recipes that I'm working on. So they for maybe some need to be sold in your art store. We're just gonna try to make your art wow. store and everything we want to sell. <laughs> Paint, <laughs> ink, panels, and pickles. And pickles. Snacks. Snacks. Pickles. Yeah, if the, dude, uh, a custom snack machine with just snack smells, dude. Like you put it in a corner, goes, and you smell yeah. what comes out. Yes. You heard it here. Here, that's a. <laughs> That's an exclusive exclusive. I think a new idea was just born <laughs> right now in collaboration. And I want to thank everyone involved. For I feel like we have one abstention on, on the podcast. And I feel like it's Ian. He's just laughing. He's not even, he's just like, if I just keep laughing, is it okay? Yeah. He's like, maybe it'll go away. <laughs> We're not going anywhere, man. Uh, no, yeah. I hope you don't. Yeah. I hope you don't. Oh, oh my man. God. All right, we're, so. we were talking about long term too. It's like you guys, it's like we're in it for the long game. I'm like, you better be. You better be in it for the long game. I swear. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I want a lot of it. All right. So last last time, Russian push-ups. Where can people find you? Uh, right now, the best way in which we're talking is uh, supply.rva on Instagram. When will you post something on there? Uh, that's gonna be tomorrow. Okay, this I can't is the wait. first post. Yeah. We I did can't a, wait. I want to see the first post. photo shoot. And it so does. that means that when you're hearing this, it's already got some stuff up. So get over there. Oh, word. Follow them. Yes, Let's that's go. why I want to ask. Yeah, get over there. Uh, spread the word. Let people know about this. We yes. want right. to support this. We want also, to be successful. another thing is uh, custom artist stickers. Right now I have um, 18 artists from around Richmond that all have their own stickers in the spot. So it's like leading into that. The whole graffiti skate scene is like you can get sticker slaps all over the spot. Um, if you make any stickers, also send them my way. Okay, see. maybe I will. Legit. Hey, here's the other thing. Just as an aside, you catch this podcast, you are still in time to show up December 10th from 1 to 5 o'clock to Shaco Art Space's first, after 12 years, mm -hmm. art auction, feast. Come feast your eyes on... There will be pre-wrapped hot dogs. There will be pre-wrapped hot dogs that are left over from Ian's opening Ian's on opening. December 2nd. <laughs> I mean, so, reheated. Like, yeah, reheated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you can, yeah, preheat is what I like to call them. Preheat. Yeah, yeah. they're preheated for consumption and then they, they cooled down. Mm -hmm. But um, but come out to that. It's uh, going to be a silent auction. So you just show up and put your name on a list and we'll give you a number and you can mm -hmm. walk around I'm in and it. scope out art. Ian's going to be in it. I'm in yep. it. And there's going to be a live auction yep. from 2.30 to 5. I'm stoked. It's There's four awesome. pieces uh, Ian has generously donated. So it's going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of wrestling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Me and Gareth are going to run this auction like it's been never been run before. Mm -hmm. Never yes. been run before. Um, huge. Yeah, huge. It's going to be huge. There's going to be a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that voice with yeah. the auctioneer? <laughs> Give me one number 10, number 10, number two. <laughs> We got two, we got 10, do I hear 25? I got 25, that's 25, that's 25 dollars. Frankly, I don't even know if we could use dollars. We just use Bitcoin, we use Bitcoin. Excuse me, fake news. But we'll, um, but we really will do like one, 10, 10, 35, 45, 45, 45, 55. And we'll do it and we'll sell, we'll sell work. And it's, it's for <laughs> the funding of all the stuff that we have uh, going on, yep. which is also allows us to do <clears> things like in the ecosystem, like support what Ian's doing. Um, so 100%. yeah, a true picture of, of, you know, all of us laboring in this vision. So come out, support us on, on December 10th, tell a friend, check us, check out the post we have on Instagram, follow supply RVA 
mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram at SupplyRVA on Instagram. Also, you can follow ENC Hess as a visual artist as well. You should do that and Endeavor um, just to stay on top of everything that's happening. And uh, the best thing you can do is share this information with your friends and your family. Even if they're not artists, there's, there's great things to uh, uh, purchase both at the store and uh, at our art auction. So we hope we'll make it out. Yeah. Uh, again, thanks, Ian. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. As I always. I love you so much. I'm we sorry for saying no before. Um, yeah, we understood. Me. It's all good. We, 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 yeah, we got it. <laughs> We've um, said no before, so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> but yeah, uh, as for everybody out there listening, uh, we do love you, our fantastic audience, and we will catch you next time. Peace. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottom. <laughs>